Hey, we had such a great conversation with Ali that we went a little bit over, and so we just decided to cut this up and give you a part two of that. Please continue listening. Just great content coming your way. What do you think your greatest challenge is in real estate? I don't know. After 18 years, <laughs> I've gone through it. I think I've gone through it all. Um, I think the technology is probably the biggest challenge if I want to point out anything. We start competing with you know, a company versus a person, um, like with the iBuyer. Mm -hmm. uh, you can go online and then get an offer. Um, but the reality is I still, I think, with all the advancement in technology, I think there's still, we cannot take the human element out of it completely. Because even if I make a robot that sells a house, I need a person to operate it. Right, that's, that's true, that's true. Um, so how do you how do you overcome that challenge? And what do you do to, to kill all the robots? <laughs> <laughs> I robot right now. Yeah, huh? yeah, kill all the <laughs> I buyers. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think it's again just like with everything else. Like you say, true to yourself. People still do business with people. I, you know, real estate is is just a people person, even with the eyebrows, they will end up with the person meeting with them or an agent. So um, I think we should constantly educate our client about what's really good for them. And sometimes what's good for them might not be good for us, but because I had a situation where a, a, a client of mine, you know, and they were selling their home, it's inheritance, they wanted to do, do it quick. And when I looked at all aspects of their situation, I said, hey, you better take this offer. I think I cannot do better in the time frame that you want this to be done. So, um, and that's, I think that's the type of truth, truthfulness that you, we need to have or the kind of relationship to have with our clients. So this way they can trust, you know, yes, he or she, the agent is, uh, you know, have their, uh, my best, uh, they're promoting and protecting my best interest, not theirs. That's a, it's so it's such a tough road to navigate, right? Where you, it, it you, is. you still have your own self-interest that you're dealing with, but trying to overcome that to be benefit to someone else's. We do. In the end of the day, I mean, that's my approach, and I think that's one of my keys to success because when I, when I started real estate, I was investor. So I went to for sale, uh, like was a yard sale. And then I asked the seller, are you interested in selling? <laughs> and he said, as a matter of fact, yeah, once we finish all this cleanup and all that. So I, uh, I made him an offer, and I made him an offer from an investor, not as his real estate agent. And um, so I follow up with him a few days later. It's like, hey, what happened? It's like, well, I sold it for much higher than what you offered me. And I said, well, the offer I made is based on my interest, Ali, the investor, not Ali, your representative. And uh, from that moment on, I learned I have to differentiate uh, whether I'm an, a representative of the client or I'm a representative of Ali, the investor. And, you know, I sold all my investment, I cleared everything, and now I just present or represent clients, uh, buyer and seller. That's cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I was just uh, thinking about um, some lessons and how we learn lessons and things like that. As a kid, I 
came into the situation where our, you know, my mom was married and my dad was married. They both had families and somehow I was living with my grandmother. I'm like, man, does no one <laughs> want me? Like, what is this? And but always I took it. It was particularly towards my dad. Like, I'm never going to my kids will never know what it's like to not feel loved or whatever from their dad or not being around. Yeah. And so that was my lesson. And I, I hold on to that. Like, no matter what's going on, I'm there for my kids. That's, okay. that's what I do. So I just wanted to, you know, kind of draw you back to, I guess, the time when you're, you know, you're kind of going through that transition of leaving Iraq and being in between yeah. here and there. What were some of the, or, or a lesson that you took that you, you hold, or is there anything that you, you took out of that? Well, excellent question. I think part of it, I grew up with five sisters. So I, technically, I was spoiled in many sense. I get my shirt ironed, I got <laughs> the food is ready. Now I have to, you know, in the refugee camp, I call it this introduction to a Bedouin life because it was, it was a desert. We were living in a tent. Uh, that time we didn't have pots and pans, so we cooked in a can actually, like uh, imagine you cook rice in, um, um, like a, soup in a can. can. Yeah, and uh, that has led on it. We talk about hopefully. <laughs> um, so it, that changes change our perspective completely. In fact, um, big part of it is prepare me to the next life, like. Or coming to the U.S., I, you know, I lived in one bedroom apartment with four other guys, you know. So like, but what we learn from it is just like you, how you turn negative into a positive. Like, in four months, I bought my first car. You know, I'm like, wow, you know. Um, and then with the the apartment wasn't in a great neighborhood, but it was close to a, an, um, a school that provide ESL or English as second language. So I was like finishing work at 4.30 in the morning, I'm at 30, I'm in the class, you know, and sometimes I have a, literally I have a sandwich in my hand and, and I didn't realize, I mean, you start, um, these experiences I think start to uh, humble you, it, uh, it, it starts building you, making you stronger and then you start thinking like, wow, I was blessed in my previous life, you know, now I have to learn everything. I have to learn the new language. I have to learn uh, culture. You know, I have to learn customs, like how to talk to people, how to ask for things, you know, and um, so there was, but honestly, I mean, I, you know, I, my main focus was in two things, like uh, to learn the language and, you know, um, and learn to stay out of trouble. That's when I, when I work in a nonprofit organization, that's the biggest advice I was given refugees, you know, like, hey, you want to succeed in this country, learn the language, at least you can communicate. And then learn the last, you can stay away from trouble. <laughs> <laughs> good yeah. advice, good yeah. advice. Yeah. Well, I see you brought a book. Um, I love asking about books, and they're, they're fascinating to me. So what, what book did you, did you bring and, and why? Well, uh, you know, for me personally, like switching from nonprofit to profit was, I was dealing with it the same way. Hey, Mal, mm. I'll show you as many homes <laughs> as you want. Yeah, no problem. I'm here for you. I'll do everything for you. 
But the reality is the science behind selling, and uh, we need to understand the science. And I wish I read this book when I first came um, when I first came to real estate. And it's, the book name is "To Sell Is Human" uh, by Daniel Pink. Um, what he does is just like he breaks things into science. Like when your child comes to you and trying to convince you, "Hey, I need a." 70-inch TV so I can do my homework <laughs> efficiently, you know, like, okay, you know. <laughs> That's part of negotiation because they know they hit in a point you probably not negotiate or you not say no to, which is the study. Right. You know, and um, so that's what I really uh, like about this book because it's really easy to read. It's very simple to understand. Um, and it's just basically it's a human because there is some um, almost unwritten rules like salespeople are right. bloodsucker, they're right. vampire, you mm -hmm. know, taking my commission, they're taking. Yeah. And I think it just the it's really just gonna change people's perspective about how to sell or how to look at sales, especially for those who didn't come from sales background right. to real estate. Right. I appreciate that because you get you hear it a lot. I'm just not a salesperson, but we all are. We. We all are. Right? We are. When we want something. We figure out a way to, to sell yeah. someone else on it. So. And definitely, for real estate agents, definitely need to understand like how to overcome. There's just so many factors like how to overcome objection, how to sell. Like because we asking for people to pay us top price, you know, for mm -hmm. compensation or mm -hmm. commission. Um, so now you gotta learn how to sell that. Like why? What's your value? Does are you worth? the 6% you're asking for, you know, the seller to pay. And I think this book will help a lot with that. Um, another series of book I really like a lot is uh, Thomas Stanley. He wrote about working with the affluent, selling to the affluent, networking with the affluent. So I, if anybody wants to do anything in the luxury, I highly recommend, excuse me, I highly recommend uh, that they read those. That's, that's cool, that's good, yeah. thank you. Um, just drew a blank on what I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I got it now. Uh, I was just thinking, what, what is something you, you wish you would have known um, not, that you know now before you got into the industry or when you first got in? What is something you oh, wish <laughs> I would have known that? I wish I had that down. Uh, definitely. I mean, the school will teach you what, what to do, what not to do legally or keep you away from trouble. But really doesn't teach you the rest of the stuff, like how to sell, you know, like um, how to justify price, you know, and and these are, I think, the things that are missing from our real estate school. You know, the school, the entire system built around the contract, uh, disclosure, and things like that, which is okay. But in there, I think there should be a second school, like, hey, you graduated, you got your license, now what? How I get my first sales? How do I write my first contract? What do I need to know? You know, uh, I think there's a book says uh, the name of it is like um, I don't know, ten things that I wish my broker taught me or something like that. Um, yeah, definitely that that aspect because that aspect you didn't learn in the school at all. That's typically what I hear, like, yeah, they just teach you how to get out of trouble, <laughs> keep, stay out of trouble, but exactly. it's, it's on the job learning. It's, it's just a, 
continue the process moving Absolutely, forward. yeah. Um, yeah, I wish there was like a map, like here, this is a map to success, you know, and. Maybe you should create it. I could, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. I'm thinking about making a video. It's like, do real estate by the books. Uh, you know, not by the books. Yeah, by I the like books, that. You know, and you know, maybe great. I talk about all the books I read in my career. That's great. Yeah. I think you ought to put that down. That's Definitely, what yeah. If you don't, I might steal it. So. All right, no problem. <laughs> Just give me credit for that's, it. Sounds good, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing a few things with you. I really, I just, I just enjoyed speaking with you and um, getting, to, getting to know you a little bit better. Um, I, I sense that you're pretty adventurous. Um, so <laughs> what's something that you, you consider you, maybe the craziest thing you've done and maybe you won't do again? <laughs> I don't know. I am, you know, I'm scared of height, actually. Okay. <laughs> I definitely is my bucket list to... Um, to do, you know, maybe a scuba dive, to do, what they the call sky it? Skydiving. Skydive yeah. as well. Uh, you know, these are some of my bucket lists. I definitely like to do those. You know, my kids always, they're more adventurous than me. Um, I would say it goes back again to, I was in the refugee camp and I, my English, I never, we study English in school, but we never, spoke it we never practice it and and uh, I wanted to go to the UN guy and say hey you know my case I was one of the first 400 people who got interviewed to come to the US I mean not to come to the US but with the UN to process to come to the US so like there's two steps and um, and I noticed people interview after me and they're getting coming to the US and I Went to the, uh, I was in the refugee camp, so I had to leave uh, to sneak out of the camp because there was a guard and, you know, there's a bus that take people already, only the people who have interview or name on the list. So I somehow sneak and then I came to this guy, was like, hey, can you interpret for me with the UN uh, office? He was like, no, nah, I work for the US delegation. I don't interpret for the UN. So I'm like, so I didn't say something nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and here I am, you know, I'm in the front of the lion, you know, and now I have to speak English, you know. And, and um, I'm like, you remember me because I created a basketball court in the refugee camp and he came to play one time. And he's like, yeah, you're the basketball player. And I said, uh, I don't know how to explain, but I said, I'm tired. <laughs> and he's like, well, everybody's tired. So finally I got it out of my system. I said, people get two chances, I get no chance, you know, and he's like, and I said, help me. It's like, okay. And then I was like, promise. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll help you. And then I said, promise. And then he said, okay. So I shook his hand, I left. A month later, my name was in the list. So. He, so English language was my biggest, I think, challenge. So like, hey, why do I need interpreter? So I asked my best friend who lived in another country, he's like, because this friend is like, I can never send you money, but I'll send you books. So I seen I need a book other than those books, you learn English in seven days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he sent us a really valuable book, so it's called English for All Levels. And um, 
I continued to improve my English. When I arrived, I spoke fluently. Awesome. Yeah. Just overcoming those challenges and moving forward, right? Absolutely, yeah. It's, it just makes you stronger. Thank you so much for coming on. I, I appreciate it. Um, definitely the perspective coming from somewhere else and you know, trying to deal with how we, how we do it here. So thank you so definitely. much. Definitely, I appreciate uh, it. Where can we find you at? Where can the audience find you? How, think, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, you can find me on my website, uh, phoenixgreenhomeconcept.com, or Facebook, I'm Ali El Asadi. How about your phone number? 623-332-4116. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. For